0: This is this is one of the uh, portions of the very first. Uh, Everyone down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming at all. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a bit more. Uh, so this morning with that, uh, what is Christmas all about? I've kind of touched on this the last few weeks, and uh, for many people, Christmas, uh, if you read any kind of research, is a depressing time of year. Uh it's a time that a lot of people are miserable and, and there's a season of divorce there. There's a season of suicide there through Christmas and, uh, because Christmas has marked some event for them and they, uh, because of that depression or, uh, something from their past has, has really taken a place at Christmas. Christmas is kind of marked with a, a great emotional stress. we talked about the the frenzy and the frazzled shoppers that are around, uh, a girl that I uh, work with to, uh, last week, she came in, we were sitting in there talking, she's my admin, and she said, uh, oh, I went to uh, to the Frisco Mall on Black Friday. I said, did you? She said, what did you do? I said, I was hunting. I loved it. Didn't have any traffic, didn't have anybody, uh, just went out and sat in a deer stand, Uh she said that the mall was so crowded that you could only walk a step at a time. So she said it was like, you know, just kind of like this, going through the mall. And she said the stores had closed off, and they would—they were holding people up, saying, we have a store full. Uh, you can't come in until somebody leaves. And she said, but then if you bought something, a lot of places, the line was from the cash register back out in the mall, down the the foyer of the mall, uh, they had people watching. You had to get your item, go to the end of the line and stand in line just to buy just to purchase anything. She said, I came back home. She lives in Roxton. She said, I came back home because even with something on sale, it wasn't worth waiting there. And I thought, amen, I don't imagine I'd have ever left the parking lot. I'd have probably said, no, I'll just pass on this one this time. But... Uh, to think about a place like that being that packed and that full, um, that is a frazzled shopping center. Now, Haley, did y'all run into any of that? You and Dina? She said they left there and went to Academy and there was nobody there. So uh, that would have, that's a better store than the Frisco Mall anyway. Uh, so, uh, you know, Buy more, spend more, get more, and have less. That's kind of what happens around Christmas. So we run around trying to buy peace and joy and happiness and uh, share that with our friends. With all men, we could say, and uh, Christmas has become the ultimate holiday for uh, really committed rounders. It's kind of it's kind of that that type of the holiday, and Christmas has become an excuse to, uh, for us to eat, drink, and uh be merry, which uh you know there the Bible speaks about that, and there's nothing wrong with eating and drinking and uh having a merry Christmas, you know it's according to how much you eat and how much you drink and how merry you are, I guess but uh you know uh just thinking about all the things uh that go around christmas i I've told y'all several times on Wednesday evenings about six o'clock or I know actually about five o'clock, I think. Uh, there's a guy comes on the radio, He's called Wretched Radio, and he interviews college students, uh, and he presents the gospel to them, but he does it in such a way as he just begins asking questions, and um, so this past Wednesday I was listening, I catch it on the way home from work, and and he was talking to a, la- a a girl in college, and she said, I'm a, I've raised Catholic, now I'm not trying to bash Catholics, okay, I was raised Catholic, and And uh, he he started talking about well who is Christ and what do you think Christ means to you and and he finally after this is about a thirty minute discussion you know after so long he uh, she says well he uh, you know I think God sent him to be born on the earth and he said why and she said well I don't know and uh, he said well what does that mean to you and she said well I I really don't know and and. Over and over and over, probably the last 10 questions he asked, she said, "I I really don't know. You know, I just I, this is what I believe, but I don't know why I believe that." <laughs> and um he introduced the plan of of salvation to her and uh he never offers that for them to respond on the radio at least. Uh, and, and said would you at least think about this that you know jesus christ came he came because we're all sinners and basically he leads this person to the point of uh she he kept saying well where are you going when you die she said to heaven and and uh he said why would you go there she said well i'm a good person you know i try to bring joy to people uh and he goes to the Ten Commandments said, you ever lied to anybody? You ever stolen anything? Of course, they all answer yes, yes, yes. We all have to answer yes. Uh, so he said, basically, you say God's going to let you into heaven, even though you're you're a thief, you're a liar, you know, you, all of these things. And she said, well, I've never thought about it like that. But, yeah, if I live a good enough life. So all of these things, but he asked her about Christmas. And, well, what does Christmas really mean? And she said, well, it's a time of joy and happiness. And he said, "Yeah, but what does it mean for the Christians?" She said, "Well, I really don't know." <laughs> so, uh it's amazing to me of how many folks would uh would say, "You know what is Christmas about?" Well, I think probably most of us here would say, "Well, it's about the birth of a savior." Uh but, you know, nowadays it's 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 so much more and and Christ is kind of coming the second figure, the second uh the second person in the Christmas story if you stop by your local Hallmark store and most of the cards say, we talked about this last week, season's greetings or happy holidays or some kind of generic winter celebration of good wishes. And, uh, there's a, there's a story that I'm going to read. It's a, it's a horrible story. Okay. Um, but it supposedly has some truth in it. I think it, they said it was true. I don't know if it is. You can, you can read about anything. So, uh, it says, Saint, or San Jose Mercury News, it was written, told the story of a christening that was to be held many years ago by a very wealthy European family. Many guests were invited to the home for the occasion, and it came in the very latest fashionable garb. They all dressed, you know, for this christening. Their wraps and coats were carried to a bedroom, laid upon the bed. Uh, after the usual lots of conversation and uh, communion or uh, commotion that went on, they were ready for the christening ceremony, and someone asked, where's the baby? The nurse was sent upstairs to look and returned in alarm distress. The baby was nowhere to be found. After several minutes of searching, someone remembered that the child had laid down in the bed and was asleep. Someone had laid their coat on the child for a covering. Uh, After the guests started coming, they just began to add their coats to the pile of coats. After several frantic minutes of searching, the little child was found smothered under the wraps of the guests. Now, that's a terrible story, isn't it? It's, It's a pathetic story but we've kind of done that with Christmas. We've kind of covered it up with our wraps and our gifts and our toys, and and we've we, we've kind of done the same thing to Christmas. We've kind of put the Christ child on the back burner. Oh, we may mention it, but how much do we truly celebrate the birth of a Savior? And we need to know the real meaning of Christmas, and I hope we can get to that today. And like I say, next week we're going to talk about the real heart of Christmas, but Uh, we've become like the wife who said to her husband, this year let's give each other more practical gifts like ties and socks and fur coats. (laughs) Um, Anybody say amen? So uh, ties and socks, guys, and fur coats for the ladies. So uh, what is the more behind Christmas? We always talk about more and more and more at Christmas. So uh, Luke chapter 2 Uh, Let's start in verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. It was the first census census that took place uh, (coughs) while this certain guy was the governor of Syria, and everyone was sent to his own town to register, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David, and he went there to register with Mary, who was he was pledged to be married to, and he was she was expecting child. And while they were there, the time for the baby came to the time for the baby to be born came. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And the shepherds were. Uh, living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. So, Uh, As we think about Christmas and we think about the real meaning of Christmas, what is the more behind Christmas? I think we find it in verse 7 of chapter 2. She gave birth to her first son. She wrapped him in clothes, placed him in manger, because there was no room for them And Jesus Christ, at just the right time, dropped into the middle of human history. Now, I talked about this last week, about Mary and Joseph and how should a king come and all the business around uh, where they were at, and everybody missed that birth there, but only a few people. But think about this. Right in the in the right time, Jesus came. He was just dropped into the people. As everyone was busy, just like now, there was no place for Jesus. But look in verse 10 and 11. The angel said, I bring good news of great joy for everyone, for a Savior has been born. To you. So the more behind Christmas is Christ the Savior is born. If we're looking for more this holiday season, if we're looking for more this Christmas season, realize that Jesus Christ, the gift, was dropped in our laps at Christmas time. You've heard this story, no doubt. <coughs> it was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care and hope that Nicholas soon would be there, and the children were nestled all snug in their bed while visions of sugar plums danced in their head. What is a sugar plum? Does anybody know? I would vote that you're wrong. But anyway, gumdrops. So we have one... That thinks it's a plum, and one that thinks it's a gumdrop. I would say gumdrops might be right. I don't know. Plum could be right. Clement Moore, he continues that that I guess we'd say famous Christmas poem, the night before Christmas. But that poem was that poem was really to moralize the Christmas elf, who we know as Santa Claus. And Santa Claus has kind of become the central figure of Christmas now. It has been that way for years. But I may even argue today that the Grinch is becoming as much as centerpiece as Santa Claus is because uh, if you went to look at lights uh, at the lake this week or you went to the Christmas parade, there's Grinch after Grinch after Grinch uh, that we see this time of year. So uh, there's a couple of movies. It almost wasn't Christmas. It uh, it says that Santa Claus... Uh, uh, if you don't care about others, he won't come. There's a there's a story about the night they saved Christmas. I haven't watched these. Santa's workshop is being destroyed by explosions uh, by men who are looking for riches in oil deposits. They they believe it's near the North Pole, and if the North Pole is destroyed, there'll be no Christmas. So So we see all these movies, we see all these stories, we see all these ideals about Christmas, but the... The more about Christmas is Jesus Christ. It's, that is the more of Christmas. So maybe Christmas, to add to uh, Dr. Seuss's words, <clears throat> maybe Christmas, I thought, doesn't come from Santa Claus. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, has a deeper cause. I'm going to have to get my water. I'm sorry. Y'all are so quiet this morning. Um uh, Kept thinking I'd eat enough of this peppermint, but it didn't. So uh, maybe Christmas, I thought, doesn't come from Santa Claus. Maybe Christmas comes from a deeper cross. So if you've ever wondered why we celebrate Christmas, I don't mean why we do what we do. Uh, the, the The question I have is, why do people who do not believe in Christ celebrate Christmas? You ever thought about that? You know, all across the world... I won't say every every person they celebrate some form of Christmas. And why is that? If they don't believe, why is that? And I think the reason is Christ has been taken out of Christmas. So we as Christians, I think we need to uh, we need to be sure that we put Christ in Christmas because He is the cause for Christmas. Let's look again at Scripture, Luke two eleven, <clears throat> that answers that question. For today, a Savior is born to you. Uh, a Savior is born for you. Now, I know this is attracting for y'all. It is for me. And I apologize. I shouldn't have sing angels we have heard on high. <coughs> uh, so, who is Christ born for? For us. Everybody say for me. Whether you're a Christian or whether you're lost, why was Christ born? For? For me. Christ was born for everyone. Christ was born for those that are lost, those that are saved. And, and there's an old Latin word, it's called the tave. I, I don't know, I was looking at some different words and some different uh, meanings, and it indicates the person for whose benefit something has been done. Our greatest need was salvation. Our greatest need was deliverance. And Christ came, he acted at Christmas to fulfill our biggest need. At Christmas, if we say, well, what do you know? Uh, I was looking at some old stuff on Facebook, and, and it showed a lady, you know, back in the 50s probably, and uh, her husband had her blindfolded, and sitting in front of her was a brand-new vacuum cleaner, and it said something about, Merry Christmas. This is going to be the best Christmas of all, and he was about to untie her blindfold, you know. So, So for guys, sometimes we look at a need, Uh, I think it was uh, Dennis Swamberg said he bought his wife a bread maker one time for Christmas. And uh, he said, it sat on our cabinet like a monument saying, don't ever buy me a bread maker for Christmas again. He said, that's never made one loaf of bread, you know. So so a lot of times we see a need and we say, I'm going to fulfill that need at Christmas and I'm going to give this gift. So And men are, are good at that. I won't say we're bad at that. We're good at that. So uh, so uh, Christ looked and said, We have the greatest need that I see on earth is we need a Savior. He sent his son at Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 19.10 says, He came to seek and save that which was lost. So he came to seek us to save us. Not only that, 1 Peter 3.15 says he came... That we might share our hope with others, that we might be able to tell others for the reason of the hope that we have, but we'd do that with gentleness and respect. So the deeper cause of Christmas is the gift of God. It's the gift of forgiveness, it's a gift of restoration, it's it's salvation that's found in Jesus Christ. It's found by no one else except in Jesus Christ. That's the bigger cause of Christmas. So that's the real cause of Christmas. At Christmas time we hear a lot of talk about love and happiness and joy and heartwarming television specials and uh, all kinds of attitudes that, that kind of center on love and kindness and sacrifice and those emotions kind of warm our heart always. You know, we can we can watch a Christmas movie and we can laugh and we can cry all in the same movie. <coughs> There's a there's a even a story called the, the, the Christmas Carol. That's one of my favorite movies with George C. Scott, okay? I like the old George C. Scott Christmas Carol written by Charles Dickens. How does that end? It all works out, doesn't it? He gets a second chance. He buys the biggest turkey. He gives Tiny Tim the money to have surgery and and uh it's it's all the emotions that you see it's he gives to the needy children's fund. he does all of these things and and it's more than than just uh saying hey this is christmas it all works out it's all good deeds it's all it's all exchanging presents but you know what christmas is much more than that <clears throat> one of my favorite stories about christmas is uh, i probably told this before it's about a grandfather he found his grandson uh in the bed, jumping up and down in the playpen and crying out to the top of his voice. And and when Johnny saw his grandfather, he reached up his little chubby arms and, and uh his hands and, and kind of reached to, to get out. So old Gramps he reached down and Paps would do the same thing. We reached down and took his child out. It was only natural uh for for him to do that. You know that there was the baby there was reaching for for grandpa and uh, the mother came in and said, I told him that he couldn't get out of the bed. He's being punished. So what's grandpa to do? That's a good question. What are we to do? Do what? Wrong. <laughs> so what grandpa did, he, he thought, well, here's this child. He's crying. He's got his little chubby arms up there, his little poochy cheeks up here. The f- the firmness of the mother, he knew he couldn't really take him out, so he just got in the playpen with him. That's what to do, isn't it? But that's what Christ did, isn't He? He saw as His children. Think about this: God created you, every one of us here. He looked at us as His children. He realizes we need a Savior. He didn't. He didn't say, "Well, let's do this or get you a goat and have a sacrifice." He came, gotten a playpen with us. He came and became one of us. It says in Matthew 123, he became Emmanuel, which is God with us. And that's what Christmas is all about. So God's provision was a free gift of salvation. Who we were once torn apart from God, we were once separated from God, we were lost, but now we're found, we were in danger of the fires of hell, but now we've been given the promise of heaven, we we deserve nothing, we were given everything in Christ Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about living, it's about being the uh, uh, a child of the King, it's about accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So, Listen to this. Everyone down in Whoville, tall and small, were singing without any presents at all. It hadn't happened. It hadn't stopped Christmas from coming at all because it did come without ribbons. It came without tags or packages, boxes or bags. The Grinch had thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe it doesn't come from a TV program. Maybe it doesn't come from Santa. Maybe it doesn't come from gifts, perhaps Christmas means a little bit more. I want to ask you to bow your heads, and I want you to think about this. This year, we talked on Wednesday night, last Wednesday, I may have mentioned this last Sunday, the difference between praise and worship. Praise is something we do audibly. It's, it's an action behind praise, but so often worship is something that's internal, that we, we remember through praise what God has done. God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to to love and obey the Father, and and that leads us to that point of internally considering what God has done for us, and that's where we find that heart of worship. I want to ask you during the busyness of this season, whether you're a, get up in the morning, you do devotions, whether you pray at night before you go to bed, would you would you spend some time worshiping? realizing what the true meaning of Christmas is. To be honest, I'm not sure how we share that with our families. I mean, we can say those words that, you know, where Christ is about, uh, Christmas is about Christ coming, Christmas is about the gift of God. But to really worship and celebrate the birth of the Savior, I want to ask you if you would do that even now, just consider the implications that God became one of us. When he looked down, he saw that we couldn't get ourselves out of the playpen. We had our our hands lifted, and there was nothing we could do to help ourselves. Because of our sin, we had been separated from the Father. So he came to this earth to become one of us, and that through him, We could have life. We could be reconciled to the Father. So this Christmas season, would you spend some time, hopefully daily, but at least spend some time in the next few days, just really during your prayer time, during your quiet time, uh, during the time that you're just sitting down to relax a few minutes, really focus on what God did for us at Christmas. Satan would love to steal away Christmas. Satan would love to bury Christ under a pile of coats and he'd be remembered no more. But Christmas is so much more than the gifts and the family and the joy that comes with that. Christmas is about the birth of our Savior. Father, I pray this morning that we would consider the birth of a Savior, that we would would stop in the business of the day, even stop in the business of our praise and singing of you, we would spend some time to worship you internally, remembering what you have done, remembering that you sent your only son, that we might have life. Father, I pray today that we turn our minds, our hearts, our attention towards you. I pray, Father, that you would speak to us today as a reminder of Christmas and what it's all about, and I pray this in the name of Jesus.